for another generation that is saying yes to the call of God in their lives. Lord, we just thank you for all the seeds that were planted with this team. Thank you for what you're doing in and through Toledo. We thank you right now with Andrea there in Mexico. We thank you, Lord, that you would use their lives. Thank you, Father, for our teenagers going to camp. And, Lord, we know that their lives are going to be touched. And many of them are going to say, yes, Lord, I receive your call. I'll do what you've called me to do, Lord, to go to my generation and declare, thus saith the Lord. Father, we just thank you today that our eyes are being opened, our ears are open, our heart is receptive today to receive what you have for us. We just call uh, this day blessed. and We pray that you just let increase fill us in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Everybody say increase. Increase. Say it again. Increase. 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 I'm going to talk to you today about increase, about growing up. Look at your neighbor and say, grow up. (laughs) We'll talk about growth, about spiritual growth, about becoming who God wants us to be. How many knows that we're in a process? We're in a process. We're in a growth process, and we like uh, uh, process. We, 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 no, we don't. Let me say that again. We like results. We like the end results. We don't like the process. Amen. Well, I, I, I read about Benny. Uh, some of you may, you know, understand this. Uh, Benny was a husband, and uh, Benny, his wife, Sheila, and his mother-in-law, Frida, uh, were on a trip. They were on a little summer vacation. And so Frida and Sheila got in the back seat and they got buckled up. And uh, Benny, he's driving and he's taking them to see the sights. And when they get in the car, she, see, Sheila says, Benny, you're going too slow. Speed up. Moments later, Frida says, Benny, slow down. In a few moments, Sheila said, Benny, you're almost in the middle of the street. Move over. Frida shouted, Benny, you're going to hit the curb. Y'all, y'all been in that car? <laughs> Sheila said, Benny, please turn on the radio. Frida said, Benny, turn the radio off. I want peace and quiet. Benny just couldn't take it anymore. Benny finally said, Sheila, who's driving this car? You or your mama? Got to make up your mind. You got to decide who's in control in the back seat. We got to grow up. We got to move forward. We've got to make progress. We've got to, we like growth, don't we? Did you know things grow? Your hair grows and it falls out. Hopefully your retirement account is growing, your Children grow, your, the economy grows and shrinks, and every, we like growth, don't we? Except around the waist. No, we don't like that, but we don't like our debts to grow, but they do. You know, the things that we don't want to grow do, and the things that we wish would grow don't. And it's just, we're, we're, we're in this battle, but God wants us to have spiritual Growth. He wants to see. You see, growth is a sign of maturity. 
Growth is a sign of progress. You see, we, we, we just went through a time of graduation, and that lets you know we had Alexander graduate from kindergarten, but we had many graduate from high school. Some graduate from college. There, there's different levels of maturity and growth, but with all of it comes a recognition that that growth has occurred. Man, I don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say, well, you're still a preemie. You never grew up. You see, our, our grandbaby is in the hospital right now. She's been in the hospital now for three weeks, and she... Uh, she, she's still a preemie. She's still not even to her due date yet. Yet she is growing. We're going to talk about her uh, in a few minutes because, uh, you know, as grandparents do, I'm just a newly three-week-old week papa, but uh, I'm already, I'll talk about her. Send Jacob a message and say, kiss papa's princess for me. He says, I'll do that. Ready to get her home. But there's an area, I mean, that God wants us to grow up in, and, and, and that's our spirit life, our spirit man. To become, we are trying to grow to become, to look like, act like, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, resemble Christ. When we look at Collins, we, we can see, we, we've been getting baby pictures of Jacob, baby pictures of Morgan, and we can see both of them in her. We should resemble our Heavenly Father. Amen? I tell you, many of you don't know my father, didn't know my father. Uh, many of you do, but I can look back. I've got a picture in my Bible. When I look at it, I'm looking more and more like him every day. My hair is getting more, and it would look more like him if I didn't help it. I was born with brown hair. Ain't nothing wrong with having brown hair. So I go back and forth between brown and gray. <laughs> listen, listen, here, here, listen to this. Listen to some of these quotes, okay? We should not judge people by their peak of excellence, but by the distance they have traveled from the point where they started. That was Henry Ward Beecher. We so judge people by their highest mark. But you know what? We all peak, but sometimes we go down from there. Let's don't judge people on their highest accomplishment. Let's judge people on how far they've come since they started. Come on, y'all. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Thank you for that patty cake. <laughs> Y'all will get better as we go along. So, listen, Jillian uh, Michaels, we could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. You see, it's not just in the good times that you grow. Helen Keller said, a bad day for your ego is a great day for your soul. Ooh. Anthony Robbins said, a person who never made a mistake 
never tried anything new. I'm sorry, that was Albert Einstein. Let's give Albert credit. Albert Einstein, if a, a person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. It was Anthony Robbins who said, In life, lots of people know what to do, but few people actually do what they know. Knowing is not enough. You must take action. Listen, when you grow, growing, we, we, we get to school, we learn what to do, we come to church, we hear the Word of God, and we learn what to do, but until you go out and do it, until you put your faith into action, you don't actually grow. Faith doesn't grow until it's used. Muscles don't grow Without being stretched. How do muscles grow? Do you know how muscles grow? By being torn. You go to the gym. You exercise. They get sore. You know what that soreness is? It's because they've been stretched. They've been, they've been torn. And then they grow back stronger and bigger. And then you stretch them again. And they grow and they grow. And that's how that you grow. Other ways we grow is at the buffet. But that's a different story. Different kind of growth. We're not talking about that. So God, listen, God commands, but I read that scripture, said buffet your body. Oh, no, that's, that was buffet your body. Oh, I misread that. <laughs> I misunderstood. The first commandment. What was the first commandment? He gave to Adam and Eve, Genesis 1.28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. The very first command to man was to be fruitful, to multiply, to increase, and take authority. But over time... We've given that authority back over to the enemy. We've, re we, we, we've reduced ourselves to, to allowing others to control and command. We're not being very fruitful. We've got to get back to being fruitful. Increase. God's commanded us. He's directed our, our, not just in physical but spiritual and emotional and even financial. He said, I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. He wants to see increase. There, there, there needs to be a desire for growth. Luke 17, chapter 5, And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. Did you know the Lord didn't get upset with them when they said that? God has never got mad at people for having too much faith. There's, he's never been upset when somebody prayed and said, Lord, I desire more. I desire more of you, more of your word, more of your spirit, more of your house, more of love for your people. I want to increase in my faith. I want to increase. Hey, there's, there's not a law against too much love, too much faith. But we, we, we make this request and we say, Lord, I, 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 I want more. I want to know you more. I want to love you more. And Hebrews 12, 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if, if you have no faith, if you can't please God, then doesn't it make sense that the more faith we have and the more faith we operate in, the more that we please God? 
And don't we want to please God more? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to understand that as we grow, as we increase, as God's Word increases in us, as God's grace increases in us, don't you want grace to increase? The Bible says where sin doth abound. Now, how many would say today that sin is abounding in our generation? Now, we've been talking about this on Wednesday night. There's always been sin. There's nothing new under the sun. They've been doing all this craziness forever. But now, they just want to call the craziness normal. I saw a little cartoon this week. Is that the circus? They had all the people, you know, the bearded lady, the, all, the, all the weirds. They went, he said, I'm going to have to let y'all go. Y'all are not weird anymore. It's just, it's just normal. We're living in a time where sin is increasing, but we've got to know that grace, where sin doth abound, grace does much more abound. I don't want to grow in sin. I want to grow in grace. Amen. Come on, the... the, the the more sin abounds, the faster sin abounds, the more grace we should be operating in. The more we should grow in grace and grow in love. And Romans 5.20, the law has, was brought in so that trespasses might increase. But where sin increases, grace increased all the more. Come on. When that law came, it, it shone a light. It shone, it showed how bad we were. The law is perfect and we couldn't keep it. But where the sin abounds, he said his grace does much more abound. It works in us. There's a, there's a need for people to see growth. Do you see growth in people? Do you want people to see growth in you? It's all right. Now listen. We all grow, okay? Uh, my, my, my Aunt Lisa, Lord bless, Lord, Lord rest her soul. She's in heaven with Jesus. I, I just know, I, I know God has a sense of humor. And so probably Aunt Lisa's up in heaven. She probably weighs about 500 pounds. Because while she was here on earth, she was a little bean pole. And she did, she told me all the time, she'd tell me, she'd come in, Pastor, you get, you, you're getting fat. You, you need to lose some weight. You, you're not being a good example to us. And she hurt more people's feelings telling them that they were fat. I said, the Lord probably let her get to heaven and just be, no, that, that's not how it works. That's not how God works. But she used to, she used to tell me when I, when I was growing. I went to a funeral, went to a funeral this week, and I uh, saw this young lady that I haven't seen since she's a little kid. Now, now she's grown, married. I said, oh, I hugged her. I said, oh, you're a beautiful young lady. She said, you're a handsome old man. <laughs> what? Listen, sometimes we don't want the growth to be pointed out. But we do want people to notice our growth. Amen? We should See, Paul said uh, in Timothy, be, did, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself whole.
only to them so that everyone may see your progress. Listen, we need to be serving and living and loving and growing in the Lord so that people can see Jesus in us and they can see our progress. I don't want people to look at me uh, year after year and go, well, you're still the same. You're still the same. Man, I want to be better. I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to be faithful. Paul said it's important for people around us to see our spiritual progress. One, so that it can encourage them. Have you ever, listen, every time I look at Pastor Marcelo, it, 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 it makes me want to go to the gym and work out. Because, I mean, he just, his shirts are getting tighter and tighter. and the soap. It's the soap. But then I go to the gym with him, and I don't want to work out as hard as him. See, I, I, I go, the days I go to the gym with him, we work out about an hour. Then we go to Whataburger. The days I don't go to the gym with him, he'll text me and say he was there two and a half hours. See, I slow his progress down. Listen, I, I, you need to hang around people that help your progress. See, I used to help him. When he first got here, I'm the one who got him in the gym and got him going. And he, I mean, he was just this skinny little thing. I said, I wish, we, I wish we'd have measured your arms. I mean, he has put on so much muscle mass. He has worked out so hard. And I've decreased. I've gone the other way. But listen, the thing is, you, you cannot just watch people on the treadmill and expect to get in shape. Huh? It don't work that way, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be good? You, you know, you, kind of like the little boy had the book on his head. His mama said, what are you doing? He said, I, I, it's working by osmosis. It's not the way it works. Wouldn't it be nice if it just would soak in? But no, you've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the exercise. You've got to put in the principles. You've got to put the things to action. Amen. You've got to go. Somebody said, how can I? Everybody's looking for get rich quick. How can I turn this $20 into $100? I'll tell you. Put $20 in your gas tank and drive to work. Work your 40 hours, and at the end of the week, you will have a significant increase. You're just sitting around waiting on something to happen, and God said, put your hands to work. You don't work, you don't eat, he said. So we got to put the, the, the principles of God's Word into action, but when we put them into action, it will work in your life. I can tell you how to be rich. How many like to know how to get rich? I, I, I've got the principle. It's in God's Word. Spend less than you make. You do that your whole life, you get to the end, you'll have enough to live on. But see, the majority of Americans spend more than they make. So they live their life in debt, and then they die, and their children take on that debt. We're, we're living in, a, in an America right now where we're paying for the debts of our forefathers, and the debt just continues to grow. But 
in God's economy. We can grow up. We don't, yet, yet we live in this world, but we're not of this world. I don't care how bad the economy gets. God can bless you right in the middle of a bad economy if you will obey His Word. Grow up. Stop being a child. See, children are selfish, and they say stuff like, mine. But as you mature in the Lord, you begin to understand, I've got to give. It's about what's yours. It's about honoring you with my tithe and my first fruits and my sustenance. It's about giving because you cannot outgive God. But giving shows a level of maturity. You've got to grow. So let's look at a few principles of growth. Because no, no growth is a cause for concern. So Collins was born. She weighed six pounds. Uh, she, she, she had a little heart issue. They've got that under control. And, uh, but she's, she's preemie. And so she, she's, she's just now learning to eat. And, and so she began to lose weight. They put a feeding tube in. They're, they're starting to feed her. But she continued to lose weight. And they begin to get concerned. We're concerned. I mean, we want her because babies should grow. You, you, you feed them, they eat, they grow. It's how it's supposed to be. So when you see them going the other way, say, wait a minute, something's wrong. But they begin to teach her, begin to train her, begin to put that bottle in her mouth, begin to teach her to nurse, begin to try, try. They kept feeding her. They kept putting the, 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 uh, the tubes there. They kept feeding her. See, sometimes you got to come to church. you got to get hooked up to the IV, and, and the Lord's putting it in. But then there's times the Lord said, I, I, I'm tired of you living on the IV. It's time that you begin to eat for yourself. But she's beginning to eat. She took a bottle at every single feeding since yesterday. And today she's up to six pounds and five ounces. So she went from losing weight to all of a sudden now she's beginning to gain weight. And she'll eat more and more and more and she'll continue to grow because growth is a good thing. It's a sign of healthiness. So there's, there's some principles uh, of, that we need to know about uh, gaining. Number one, uh, we, we've got to understand uh, that if you're healthy spiritually, you're going to grow. The gospel, naturally, the word of God, serving God, coming to church. All, let's listen, you, going to McDonald's don't make you a Big Mac. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. But if you will put the principles of God's Word, if you truly believe, if you have Jesus in your heart, if you're eating and feeding on His Word, if you're obeying Him, you will naturally grow. It's just, it just works. Colossians 1.6 says, In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. Colossians 1.10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of the Lord. Listen, kids grow in knowledge. Every year you learn something new. As adults, we should never stop learning. And as Christians, we should be growing in the Lord. We should be maturing. We should be learning more of His Word. The Scripture you read now that you didn't used to understand, you should understand now. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There was a time you didn't understand what that meant. But then 
you realize that Jesus, God's Son, died on the cross for me, and you accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, and you begin to grow in that truth that, wow, He died for me. He lives in me. I'm a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven. And we begin to mature and understand who we are in Christ. There are still people out there that haven't even started on the first step. They don't know Jesus loves them. They don't know that there's a Savior that died on the cross for them. They don't know where they're going when they die. So see, you've come a long way. But we still have a way to go. Amen? 2 Thessalonians 1.3, your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Oh, there's another sign of maturity right there, is that when you grow in Christ, you're going to love your brothers and sisters more. See, the way you can tell if you're growing and maturing in the Lord, do you love me now more than you ever have? No, somebody's saying, oh, Lord, I need, I need to grow more. <laughs> Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come on, let's grow in the knowledge. The only way you can grow in knowledge is if you study, if you read His Word, if you begin to, 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 to digest, you dive into it. Uh, just, just, you got to get it from all different angles. Study to show yourself approved. Amen. Growth comes, growth only comes by connection to Jesus Christ. What, what does a, a limb growing off of a tree? It grows. It bears fruit. What happens if you cut that limb off? It dies, doesn't it? See, G Jesus said, we are the branches. He is the vine. We've got to stay connected. Growth comes when we're connected. You can't get disconnected from the vine. You can't disconnect from Jesus. You can't disconnect from His house. You can't disconnect from His Word. You can't disconnect from His people and expect to be fruitful. No, 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 no. I just want to be a branch. I just want to have fruit, but I don't want to be connected to that tree. No, no, no. You're going to wither and die. You need to stay connected to the vine. Paul spoke in Colossians about the dangers of losing contact with Jesus. And, and he said that in Ephesians 4, Instead, speaking the truth in love, will we, we will grow Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. Each part does its work. Paul envisioned the church, the body of Christ, as this organism all growing because it's connected to the main thing, and that's Jesus. You see, the church is worldwide. The church is what Jesus died for. It's not this building. The church is the body of Christ. And us as members of that body need to be growing and will grow if you're connected. But if you get disconnected, do you, do you know people who have been disconnected and they seem a little withered, a little dry, their fruit's a little pruney? Huh? Yeah. That's a sign. If, if that's you, you look at yourself and you go, 
man, my fruit's kind of withered. <laughs> my plum doesn't turn to a, to a, to a raisin. <laughs> I'm withering up. I, I, I'm dry. You, you, you're, you need to check your connection to Jesus. We cannot grow if we don't stay connected to Jesus. Amen? Spiritual growth. Listen, the Word of God, the Bible. Miss Amy said it earlier. you got to read. The Bible is a, like a growth hormone. You know, we have all these hormones in our body. God created hormones. Hormones are good things. They can't get out of control. If you have teenagers, you know that. Then we get old and then we take supplements for help, help everything stay in order because it affects everything about us. But the Word of God is a growth hormone. Come on, the Word of God is like, like testosterone. The Word of God is, is like a, a, a steroids. Sometimes you need a good dose of the Holy Ghost steroids. Come on, build, build up yourself on your most holy faith. Pray it in the Holy Ghost. How can I be built up? You've got to read the Word. It's a growth hormone. Spiritual growth takes place. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, sincere milk, so that by they may grow up in your salvation. So when we get saved, amen, we begin to drink the milk. We begin to nurse and we begin to take on his word. But then he said that we need to grow up and we need to eat some meat. Huh? You've got teeth now. And when you get teeth, you don't need to, just need to drink milk. You don't need to come and be bottle fed. I guess it's time to go home. <laughs> when they shut the lights out on you, it's time. It's time. I've got two minutes now. The clock just changed. Uh, listen. Every mama knows when them babies are getting teeth, it's time to wean them. God's like, you've got some teeth now. I'm tired of bottle feeding you. I'm tired. Of, listen, you shouldn't come to church every week and expect me to bottle feed you, burp you, wipe your chin, and change your diaper. Rock you to sleep. Sometimes you've got to grow up and cut your own meat, eat a hamburger, eat a steak, something that you can chew on a little bit. Amen? Spiritual growth, as you begin to grow, you, you, you begin to find out you become less like the world and more like Jesus. One, one sign of spiritual growth is that you lay aside, the Bible says, every weight that does so easily beset you. You begin to overcome habits and addictions. You begin to quit doing things that, that you used to do, things that all your friends did when you was in the world. And you get saved and you begin to grow up. You used to whine and cry and pout and poop your diaper. But you know what? You do that when you're a teenager. We're going to have to take you to the doctor because you've got a problem. Nobody thinks nothing about it when you're a baby. But when you're grown, there's a problem. 
We need to check this out. And so God expects we need to grow. We need to repel the world. Amen. Hebrews eleven twenty four. 24, by faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses would no longer allow himself to be associated with the world. Listen, he made a decision that, you know what? I, I'm a grown man now, and I know who I am in Christ. I'm not of the world. I am called for a purpose. And he stopped doing some things. When we grow up, spiritually mature, we begin to put away childish things. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I acted like a child. I threw fits like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. We, have all, we all have moments of childish behavior, don't we? We can all throw a good tantrum. But it's time that we, we grow up. How do you, how do you know you're, you're maturing in Christ? It's, it's when you do have those moments and you act childish and you throw a fit. When you, as you're maturing in Christ, you go back and you say you're sorry. A mature Christian will repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I, that was not right. It'll, it'll go to that person and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that or done that. I shouldn't have acted. A child will act that way and get up and go on like nothing ever happened. But as you get grown adult, you realize that that's not, you can't do that behavior and not make it right. We grow up and we begin to make things right. We, we, we need to attempt to uh, uh, be better and better. Spiritual growth causes outreach. As you grow in the Lord, uh, we want to share. Talita just showed us. I mean, that, that's a sign right there to me of spiritual growth. I mean, when all of a sudden you decide, you know what? She said, it's hard for me. She likes being behind the scenes. She likes being in the sound booth behind that computer and all that. But it's hard for her to get up here. But that shows me spiritual growth. To step out of your comfort zone, go to another country, get out on the street and witness, go teach, and then get up here and tell you about it is not in her comfort zone, but she's growing. And she'll continue to grow. Yeah, you know, you know, it doesn't bother me when babies fuss when I'm preaching. But when y'all do it, it aggravates me. <laughs> Got to grow up. <laughs> Second Corinthians 10, chapter, or 10, chapter 10, verse 15. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will be greatly expanded. Listen, as you grow in the Lord, your ministry should expand. You should want to tell people about Jesus. You should want to bring people to church. You should want to reach out. Children are selfish. It's about me. But as you mature in the Lord, it begins to be about other people. You're a child. You get saved. Woo I'm on my way to heaven. As you grow, you're like, I want to take as many people to heaven with me as I can. I don't want anybody to go to hell. So we, we, true spiritual growth will always lead to evangelism. It will lead us to, to, to telling people about the Lord and about loving on people, and we'll never stop growing until the Lord calls us home. You should never stop growing. We should never get to a point. We should never get to the place, even in, in our personal life, that we're not growing. We should learn something all the time. Study, 
learn, watch documentaries. It, it, I used to love as a kid watching Three Stooges, and I still do sometimes. But the deal is, I just can't learn a whole lot from them. Because I've pretty much done everything they do. Listen, I can poke you in the eye. I can pat you on the head. <laughs> but then you got to move on and start watching some documentaries and start learning some stuff. Amen? Amen. There's a little boy. His mom made him take piano lessons, and every year he would do a recital and once a year, he would get up and play his song. And After three years of doing this, it, be, it became easier and easier, and he put in the work. And This year, he walked up on stage, he sat at the piano, and he played his recital, and he come sat down, and he told his mom, Mom, this year the piano was smaller. She said, No, son, the piano's the same. You've grown. You should see that there, there's some things we should just outgrow. Amen? We're growing. We're growing in the knowledge of the Lord. Go, Lord, help us to grow. Help me to be strong in the Lord. It was John Newton that said, and we quote this. I said it earlier. John Newton said, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be. But still, I'm not what I used to be. Amen. And by the grace of God, I'm going to keep getting better. By grace, you're going to keep getting better. By grace, we're going to keep growing and we're going to become who God has called us to be. It's time that we grow up and we mature and we do what God has called us to do. Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a big head clap today. Spiritual growth all starts taking place at birth. You see, Collins is now three weeks old, and she will grow all of her life in all kind of ways. Mackenzie, our second grandbaby, is still in the womb. She's growing. She's now four pounds, 11 ounces, and man, they showed in the last sonogram, she's got long hair. It's just flowing behind her. The doctor said, that's the longest hair I've seen. We can't wait for that baby to be born and to, to see. But even in her mother's womb, she's growing, she's forming, she's developing. And today, you are growing, forming, and developing to be who God has called you to be. There's many of you. There may be somebody here today. There may be somebody watching me online. You're not growing because you've never been born. Your spiritual growth has not started because you've not been born again. Natural growth begins when you're conceived. Spiritual birth, spiritual growth begins when you ask Jesus to come into your life, when you're spiritually born, when you're born again by faith, when Jesus becomes Lord and Savior, then you begin a journey 
of spiritual growth. If you're here today, if you're watching me online and you say, Pastor, I've never asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I'm not growing in Christ. But today, I want to make Him Lord. Today, I want to confess my sins. Today, I want to say I'm sorry for making it about me and not Him. Today, I want to be born again, and I want to start a journey of spiritual growth. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm born again, but I need to grow more. Some of you say, I've been sucking a bottle too long. I need to grow some teeth. I, I need to get in God's Word and eat some meat. Some of you say, I need to mature and stop throwing tantrums. I, I need to grow up and stop doing some things I used to do in the world. It's time to grow up and be a mature Christian. Whatever level that you're on today, I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you. He's proud of where you are and where you've come. You're not who you used to be. You're not where you used to be. Man, as a pastor, I see growth in you, and I'm so proud. But I know God has so much more potential for you. You haven't reached your full potential. You've just begun. And so today, let's make a decision. Lord, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. Do what you've called me to do. Go where you've called me to go. I'm going to do some amazing things but I've got to put away some childish things. Today, if you say, Pastor, man, that's me. I'm ready to grow up. I'm ready to become a full-grown, mature child of God. I'm ready to put away some childish things, and I'm ready to be the man of war, the woman of war. I'm not ready to be a warrior. Listen, come on, nobody's ready to retire yet. Huh? It's not time to retire. It's time to refire. Let's get up and let's do what God's called us to do. Let's stand to our feet all over the building. If you're watching me online today, if you're in the building and you say, Pastor, I'm ready to start my spiritual growth. I'm ready to give Jesus my heart and my life. I'm ready to be born again. Would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my friend. Today, by faith, I'm born again. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And today, I make Him my Savior. Today, Jesus is alive in me. And I'm going to begin to grow. In wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding, I'm going to let Him lead and direct my life. I'm going to grow up. To be who he's called me to be. Jesus, I'm on a journey. Lead me. Help me mature. Help me to grow up in your word, in your spirit, in your love, 
in your grace, in my calling, in my purpose. Let me grow up to be a full, mature child of God. It starts today. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a...